When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Totally do that. <laughs> okay, so welcome to Irioki. I'm here tonight with Hannah Elliott. Hey. Yes, and Hannah and I know each other because many, many moons ago, I used to teach Taekwondo, and she was one of my students. Yep. And we had a lot of fun together whenever I was her instructor, and I actually took her to see Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban at midnight. Changed my life. Yes. (laughs) It, It totally did mine, too. Like, it definitely set the course for everything I've done since then. Um, and we had a really good time and we had lots of adventures and I think that's important to note tonight because we are talking about cryptids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. So I'm going to let Hannah kind of lead the way on this one. Cause she's got some awesome research and some awesome stories that people have related to her and stories of her own. So let's just dive right in. All right. Sounds good. Yes. So as Marty said, hi, I'm Hannah. Uh, I work at the University of Oklahoma, and I do nothing related to cryptids, but I spend (laughs) an embarrassing amount of time reading, watching, listening to podcasts. Everything spooky animal is my thing. Um, So, Yeah. So um, one thing I've noticed is that Oklahoma is like, it's a pretty decently sized state if you look at it like geographically compared to the Mm -hmm. rest of the U.S., But all of our population is kind of really spread out. Like Oklahoma City is like the what the second largest city landmass wise. Yes, I believe that because one time when I was in college, I was um, staying the night at a girl's house out on Anderson Road. Yeah, yeah. And I had to take someone home in the morning who lived on Sarah Road. That's a stretch. And that's all still like the metro. Yeah. <laughs> so like it <laughs> like is... you could drive for an hour and a half and never leave Oklahoma City. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 ridiculous. But yeah, speaking of so like you can drive all this like all this way and see no sign of civilization yeah. for miles. For sure. And then like because of that, I feel like at any given point in time, there's going to be so many more people on the road versus like the typical areas where you expect people to see cryptids like you know in the middle of the woods yeah or, yeah and my grandpa's barn that's a really good point i had <laughs> yeah. not thought about that that's a really good point and like i feel like you see this a lot with things like the beast of bray road in wisconsin which is mm-hmm. kind of like a werewolf thing and then you know like the mothman in west virginia all these things happen on the road yes yeah um and so like you actually get a surprising amount in oklahoma too like on the road um, the first story that I have comes from a friend of mine who was driving in Norman with her daughter, and this was on Highway 9, which is, it's not anywhere rural if you're used right. to Norman, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's just outside the city, and it was only, like, 9 o'clock at night, so it wasn't, like, spooky time or anything. Right, yeah, it's not, <laughs> like, know? the witching hour. <laughs> like, it's barely past sunset, you yeah. know? 
And they're kind of like at Highway 9 in McGee. And she said that like this thing ran out in front of her car and that she described it as the sickest looking dog you've never seen. Oh, wow. Like she said that it had like this weird, odd crouching run and that its front legs were like ridiculously longer than its back legs. Oh, wow. Which is super weird if you think about like any kind of canine or like anything like that like why would its front legs be longer that doesn't make any sense right um and she said that the nose was like really long and pointy and so like most canines have what we call a stop which is like that little bump where their eyes go down and it goes boop into their face and then their nose goes down yeah um some dogs don't have them like Borzois, you know, the, the prince. Oh, yeah. The, the whispery prince dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description. <laughs> and But, like, foxes foxes kind of have them. Yeah. Um, and so, like, my thoughts on this, is, she called it the chupacabra. Mm-hmm. And which is, like, I love that it's, like, immediately she sees this thing and she's like, oh, hell yeah, it's a chupacabra. <laughs> yes, I love that, too, uh, so much. <laughs> and so, like... My, like, I'm a skeptic because I always want to, like, look at the evidence first. Right. And, like, what could this be? So my thoughts is it's possible she could have seen, like, a a really mangy fox. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when they get mange, all their hair falls out and their skin gets really scaly. Yeah. And gray and gross. So, like, it's possible. But the thing that is weird is the front legs being long. That That is really bizarre. Um, And she said, like, they turned around because it was so weird that they wanted to try to find it Mm -hmm. and they couldn't. Oh, wow. And so, like, there was no, like, they couldn't find where it ran off or anything. And, like, this is a well-lit area. Yeah. So, like, you can see something crouching on the side of the road and there's nothing. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish that I had seen, like, a chupacabra at some point in my life. Man. That makes me. Run out and go get it. Yeah. (laughs) Makes me. I'd be like, here, little chupacabra, like, come home with me. I've got some goats for you in the backyard. Call him Chewy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Aw. He'd but be cute and sweet and mine. And only drink a little bit of blood. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotta, like, recover from that one. <laughs> You're totally fine. Uh, okay. Um, so the next story I have, I actually got this from Reddit because I reached out on Reddit and I was like, Hey, tell me your spooky Oklahoma cryptid stories. I'm so excited about this one. Yeah. And so this one like blew my mind. This is so awesome. This guy said that he was driving on I-40 and he was going west from Shawnee, um, which again, like there's some stuff out there. Like Mm -hmm. there's people and there's like the casino, which is, you know, you can't miss it. It's giant and obnoxious. Um, but he was kind of coming up before Peebly Road, so like Hera era. Okay, yeah. Um, and he said that he kind of like caught movement out of the back of his like side mirror. And he looked over and there was an animal running alongside his car. Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> and Ugh. like he was like, I'm on the highway. So he's going about 75, yeah. you know, I mean, and it's late at night. And he, like, didn't really give a good description of it because he said that he was just so terrified that Mm -hmm. he did not want to look at it. That he was like, I just need to drive and I'm just going to breathe. And he kept breathing harder because he was terrified. And he, like, he said that his first, like, thought was to turn up the music because Mm -hmm. he was like, I'm just going to block it out, pretend it's not there. 
But at one point he turns the music down and he said that he could hear it like making this weird guttural roar sound. Oh my God. Like you're in a car, you're going 75 miles an hour and you can hear something growling beside you. That's like how big, fast and loud does this thing have to be? Yeah. And so my thought was like, like, well, what was it? What do you, what do you think it is? And he said that he was talking to one of his um, native friends about it. Mm-hmm. And they just said the word skinwalker and then refused to talk about it anymore. I just got chills. Oh my God. Oh, that's, I have been, um, there was one night when I was with a friend of mine, we were coming home from Texas and um, we got this real bright idea that we were going to find some scary stories on YouTube and play them through the stereo of the car as we were driving home oh, in the middle smart, in smart. the middle of the night. So um, we chose the Skinwalker compilation oh, of stories. God, no. why, I, why we did that, I have no idea. It was like it was. I don't know why we did that to ourselves, and we ended up having to pull off the highway at the world's scariest gas station. Yes, of course. Yes, at the world's. <laughs> it was literally the scariest gas station. Like she. I can't remember exactly how we did it, but we kind of like tried to protect each other <laughs> while she was getting gas. And like, I kept a lookout and like, like for skinwalkers or something. And like, oh, cause God. I was like, we're going to die. Like <laughs> we're absolutely going to die here. Um, but I mean, and I've, and after that, I got into like reading about that whole phenomenon and that's really common. The whole thing of it running alongside the car yeah. and keeping pace and not wanting to look at it. And that kind of whole. So, is there like a like a motive behind it? Like, what is their what oh is their gosh. mo? I cannot remember. I I think that there's. I don't think it's good. Like, no, <laughs> I don't think it's good. Like, it's not gonna like catch up with you and be like, you forgot your lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, I don't think I don't think it's anything like that. Um, I want to say that. Um, gosh, I can't remember. I don't want to say anything that is not accurate. The only thing Um, I've heard about them has been, so I grew up in Arizona as well as mm -hmm. here, and, like, the skinwalker lore out there is treated a little bit differently than it is here. Like, you don't talk about them. Like, you're not even supposed to say the word. Yeah. And so, like, it's really secretive about, like, what they do, what's their thing. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't, I honestly don't really know, and I don't know how much digging into it I want to do in all honesty. Like, some things you should leave alone. I, I agree with that. That's, like, um, there was... There is a um, a native story about something called I th- I I'm gonna butcher this word so badly and I apologize to everyone before I say it, but it's like stigini or stigini and it's ah uh, yes the owls yes yeah okay and I was I was like I should look into that and whatever my mom was like you know some things just need to be left alone yeah so my friend like that I'm gonna talk about like the little mm-hmm. people. Um, the same girl actually was telling me that in her tribe, owls are considered a death omen. Wow. And that, like, you you don't mess with owls. And, like, if you see one, it means that somebody in your family is going to die. Oh, my gosh. And so when she was pregnant with one of her daughters, she had a baby shower and people bought her, like, cutesy baby things with owls. Oh, my God. And so she, like, wouldn't even open the gifts. She, like, thanked everybody and then, like, had a, a friend return all the gifts for her because she's mm-hmm. like, I can't even bring this into my house because, like, yeah. it's against my culture. It could, like, yeah. curse my family. Yeah. I was like, man, that's, like, that's real. Like, yeah. you know, there's Some a reason powerful. why. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah, I'm um I'm looking at an article about skinwalkers. Um let's see. I think I'm going to 
Go for it. We'll see. We'll wait. <laughs> Let's see. Um, just kidding. Oh, bless you. Me. Thank you. Sorry if that was really loud in your ear. Oh, no, it wasn't. Um, I'm not finding anything about their motives. So that might be something interesting. If anyone has information about that, you can email me and I will pass that information on to Hannah. Um, that's that's kind of an interesting, interesting thing. Um, I think what's so interesting about it is that it's so secretive yeah. and that it's um, the belief in it is so powerful that it creates the secretive. Right. You know, it, I mean, it makes you think like they're fear of the fear of the name increases fear of the thing itself. itself. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> yes. I think that I think that's absolutely true. And I have definitely read that before that, like, you're not even supposed to say the name of the creature mm-hmm. and like all that stuff. So that's oh, man, that's I, that's wild that somebody had that experience on I-40. Yeah. Because you hear all the stories you hear, like, on Reddit and um, the YouTube stories, like, it's always out west somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, like near reservation mm-hmm. land or something like that. And Which, if these things are animals, would suggest, like, a migratory pattern. Mm-hmm. Or just that, you know, we've got a territory that's expanded further than what we think. Yes. Um, let's think if they are animal in nature um, mm-hmm. or... You know, maybe they follow cultures and like as people move around, you know, you're kind of getting sightings of things where those cultures are kind of like centered, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. I could see that. Oh, skinwalkers. I know. It's just like, it's like the one, like one of the things that just super makes my skin crawl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I didn't. Well, no, I'm not. I never apologize for puns. <laughs> Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Uh, okay. So, oh, yeah. Did you like my title? The Haunted as Fuck Dog? Yes. I was really excited when I got to that one. And that story actually really scared me last night when yeah, I was reading it. Actually, like, this is something that there's only been a few times in my life that I've, like, seen something and been genuinely, like, afraid Mm -hmm. because like i don't know about you but like paranormal experiences have kind of just been a thing in my life yeah and so like sometimes you're like "Mm, not gonna mess with that not gonna notice that it's there we're just gonna move on with our lives Mm -hmm. or you notice something and it's like chill (laughs) yeah yeah you don't get a bad vibe yeah yeah but like this was major major bad vibes oh gosh and so my husband is from shawnee um, and when I was in college, we used to go out there a lot because at the time I was going to OSU, we were both going to OSU and we were super poor and didn't have anything to do. So we went to his parents' house pretty much every weekend. Mm-hmm. And at one point he was like, oh, let's go, let's go drive around. Um, I want to show you like back where I used to ride my dirt bikes and my motorcycles, you know, and this is when we were dating. So like, those are things you do, you know, you go drive out yeah. at midnight. Yeah. Go look at stuff. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like, we ended up somehow getting lost, which mm-hmm. is really, really weird because like I said, like my husband grew up out here, like he used to ride his dirt bike, his motorcycle around these areas with his brothers and like. They know this place like the back of their hand. And so he turned down this road and he was like, I don't I don't know where I am. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, maybe we should just like go a bit. And maybe you'll, you'll realize like, you know, buildings changed, you know, features change. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. 
And it was just, he just kept saying, like, oh, I don't know what this is. Like, I think I'm ready to turn around. And, like, right as he says that, we get to a dead end, like a cul-de-sac. And the only thing that was there was, like, one lone street light with that, like, gray-green light instead yeah. of the orange. Yeah. And then, like, a trailer that looked like nobody lived in it. It was super run down. Like, all of the insulation was, like, pulled out. Oh, gosh. And, like, just yucky. Looks like a murder trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, like... Mm, that seems bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's not get axe murdered. Yeah. Um, so we're like, let's turn around. And we look down and like in the headlights of our car, we can see that there's like this white fluffy shape like laying in the road. And my first thought is that it's like roadkill, like a possum or something. Because like, mm. it was very, like vaguely possum shaped. Yeah. And then like as we looked at it, this thing got up. And looked at us. And, like, I have no other words to describe it. And, like, the feeling that came over me. But it was dead. Mm. Like, it was not a living thing. And, oh like, whenever gosh. you, like, see, like, zombies and movies and stuff, it was not even like that. Because that's, like, so fake. This was, like, roadkill that came to life. Oh, my God. And it just turned its head and looked at us. And it opened its mouth like it was going to bark. And it was, like, this little, like kind of like this Maltese thing. Mm -hmm. And like one eye was glazed over and then the other eye was like decomposing, which is weird that I know what that is, but uh, I know what it is too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Totally get it. Um, and so we were like, nope, time to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, turn, 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 like screaming as you do, like hitting yeah. each other, trying to like, you know, back oh up as God. fast as we can in our little square car. Yeah. And, like, we turn around, and as soon as we, like, get back, I made the mistake of looking back, which oh, is, like, horror movie rule number never one. Never look back. And the thing was, like, laying on the ground again exactly the way that we had just seen it. Oh, my God. And so I was, like, <gasps> Wow. And, like, to this day, we will not go back to that same area. Like, we have not even tried to find the road again. We're just, mm -hmm. like, no. Whatever. Like, we're, like... Somebody thinks that it's a joke to, like, reanimate the stupid little Maltese yeah. to be their guard dog for whatever, like, axe murder meth Satanism they're doing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. Like, oh, my gosh. Billy Joe <laughs> yeah. and BB or something. Yeah. Know, like, oh, no my God. <laughs> oh, it's no, guarding the meth like, lab. Yeah. I'm just. Oh, oh, oh my so gosh. Much. Oh, what's drug dealer's favorite dog? Gosh, I don't know. A meth lab. Oh, my God. <laughs> How did I not see that coming? I don't know. <laughs> that is, I mean, and it's an it's an uncanny experience when you get lost in some place yes. that you are familiar with. Exactly. It's very um, disconcerting because I have had that happen to me out driving late at night, just, just kind of the same instance, mm -hmm. just for, like, something to do, um, out kind of the Highway 9 like that east norman northeast yeah, area yeah. and it's a little bit spooky when you get mm -hmm. disoriented yeah and like especially if you end up somewhere that's a dead end yes and you because have to slow down and, and like people have shotguns exactly yeah and like that's real world terror not just oh like yeah that's like the last night we were talking about um an experience i had where um johnetta and i decided not to go further into an area we were exploring because we thought there could definitely be someone with a shotgun here and like it's 
it, it it's not worth it. Like, yeah, yeah. no. It's so, just, gosh, no gracias. Oh, that when I was reading that story last night, and I was just imagining it, I could just picture like the dog and like, oh, what. So what are your thoughts on it? Like, what what do you think was going on there? Do you think it could have been, like, a ghostly apparition? Or do you think it was the actual animal? I think it was the actual animal, in all okay. honesty. Like, it is, again, like, kind of going back to the same thing with the chupacabra. Is like, in my mind, I want to run through, like, what is it, you know, the most, you know, the Occam's razor, basically. Yes, yeah. And so my thought is, like, okay, it could have just been, like, a really creepy old dog. And, like, people in the boonies, like, yeah, that's what they do. You know, their dogs are out there. And maybe it just, like, got up the energy to try to scare us off. Mm-hmm. Decided it was, like, eh, and went back to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's possible. But I don't know. I just, the vibe was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what sets it off for me is just, yeah. like, that feeling so I don't really know. Wow. And what an experience though. Like that's oh ugh. my gosh. Wow. Oh, these are good stories. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> now I'm gonna like only be a little spooked going home. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll still be daylight, so I think you'll be okay. <laughs> it's like when my husband was younger, they watched paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. He and his um, his next youngest brother and then his two cousins who were like close in age and like they were all like oh we're tough guys we can watch paranormal activity and not get yeah. scared and apparently they all <laughs> drove home separately all were super freaked out and then like immediately all called each other when they got home and they were like are you okay yeah i'm okay are you okay no i wasn't scared at all except for my husband who like does not care about that masculine stuff at all yeah. he was like i almost peed my pants <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> he was like i turned on like k-love i yeah. was like let's listen to the lord that's amazing uh and like yeah that's you gotta go home and like like make a salt circle like right like let me let me just like smoke some sage yeah get it in me right yeah exactly like let me put this in a pipe (laughs) take a bath in it yeah oh man yeah it's like mm, okay so yeah. do you want to move on yeah we can okay. next next cryptid i'm um, excited this is a totally a lighter note okay um how, how much do you know about the lake thunderbird octopus not a whole lot i'm excited to learn okay so there's kind of i've heard about this for a while because i grew up around this area and like we always call lake thunderbird dirty bird mm-hmm. like it is nasty. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and so I've always heard, like, jokes about, like, there's a creature living in, like, Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like, did some digging into it. And apparently since about the inception of the lake, which I think is about, like, the 60s, 70s, people have talked about there being an octopus that lives in Lake Thunderbird. Really? That drowns people. Oh, I like this element of it. So it's not like a peaceful cephalopod. Yeah. It's a murder pod. Yeah. (laughs) It's an angry octopus. Yeah. I mean, but if it's big, like it's got to get food somewhere. Yeah. And And that would be the main. And like humans suck at swimming. Yeah. So like it's going to be easy to catch. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, you're not going to get into a fight with some sort of giant catfish. Right. Or like 
Could you imagine an octopus noodling a catfish? <laughs> that's, an, that's an amazing image. I love that. I feel like that's the most Oklahoma thing. Like, I feel like I need someone to draw a picture of an octopus noodling for a catfish. Now taking commissions. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Please send me your fan art. Yeah. Fan art Friday. Yes. We need an octopus noodling for catfish. Yes. Bonus points if he's got like a PBR and one tentacle. Yes. Yeah. And then like a MAGA hat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, no. Um, Maybe the Lake Thunderbird octopus is a Democrat. Maybe. 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 (laughs) He could be like, let's see, what would he, 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 what kind of beer would he drink then? It's definitely an IPA. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Some sort of craft beer. Yeah, and he's probably got like a mustache, like a little twirly mustache. (laughs) It's just like extra tentacles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All of his children are named like Emery. Yeah, and they go to the fancy octopus school. (laughs) Montessorifish. That's perfect. Uh, oh my gosh. I want to be friends with him. Yeah, no kidding. He sounds like a cool guy. Mm. What's his name? Brad? I don't know. Brad the octopus. That would work. I think that works. It's like, it's chill. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry. Back on track <laughs> about the lake octopus. Um, so, yeah. So, like, it kind of seems to be like people say that it's as big as a horse, which is big. I mean, yeah. horses are large animals mm-hmm. and i think that's actually kind of like specific to like a specific measurement like not saying like as large as a car as large mm-hmm. as a cow like it's repeatedly says as large as a horse yeah so like it's a definite like people have seen this thing right. and then like i can compare the size of this to that's interesting a when b or c multiple you know? people have used the horse yeah okay that is really interesting yeah. and they say that it's got kind of like leathery skin and it's kind of reddish, like the Oklahoma dirt red. Okay, um, yeah. And that it has a pointed beak, um, kind of like, I don't know if you've seen, like, octopus mouths. Yes. Yeah, but they've yeah. got, like, almost like a parrot beak. Terrifying, yeah. yeah. Like, mm. mouths of, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that poor catfish that's getting noodled, that's the last thing it's going to see is that beak coming at him. <laughs> so scary. Oh, no. And imagine, like, an octopus the size of a horse, like, yeah, that's, oh, scary. Yeah, and they're smart. Yes, they are. They are very smart. I think that there's some people that think that potentially octopi are as smart as humans in certain capacities, Mm -hmm. but because they're not social, we don't really have a measurable way to document their intelligence in the way that we do with, like, chimpanzees and dolphins. But, like, the way that they can solve puzzles and manipulate the behavior of other animals Mm -hmm. definitely indicates high intelligence. That's so cool. So my question is, like, how did this thing end up here? Right. So because uh, this comes as a shock to, like, pretty much everybody who's not from Oklahoma, but there's not a single natural lake in the entire state of Oklahoma. Mm Mm-hmm. And we don't really have any that are fed by rivers. Right. Um, And they're all about 100 years old or less. Um, And so if there's something there, like, where did it come from? Right. Where did it go? Where did it come from? (laughs) Octopus Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's that's hilarious. Like, 
that is that is really weird to think about like how it would have gotten there yeah and apparently there's i mean i feel like it always traces back to like indigenous cultures and like what Mm -hmm. their stories are and what have they been saying for a while and apparently this goes back a while is like there's stories of like either sea creatures or like giant serpents that lived in the water Mm -hmm. um even even in oklahoma Okay. Which is interesting since we only would have had rivers, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. to think about that. So I've heard also people say that there's one in Lake Tenkiller and one okay. in Lake Ugala. Okay. But I don't know if those are like just spinoffs of the same story or not. But. I don't know. Um, what about Lake Draper? Is there any kind of... I mean, that's like real danger. <laughs> I, I was about to say, like, it's it's scary enough as it is. Oh. Um, I can remember when I was in high school, like... um being told not to go out there late at night. And I had a friend who actually had a really scary experience at Draper. Like Um, real person scary? Like real person scary. Yeah. Like where um, someone like approached her at night and was like, had ill intent and it was, it was just, it was terrifying. But um, I'm glad your friend's okay. And yeah, totally made it out of that situation. Yes, me too. Um, But I think, I think that's probably like my rule is like, any lake at night like i'm not unless i'm there in an rv or like in a tent camping with other people i'm probably not gonna hang out like looking for what's going on at the lake at night no (laughs) one of my friends is a a ranger at benbrook lake in texas Mm -hmm. and the things that she tells me that people do on the lake is just like ridiculous and she's like She's the life jacket queen. She'll like mm. run around and be like, you're not wearing a life jacket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. And like people are typically like inebriated at the mm-hmm. lake. And so yep. it's just even more dangerous. Like, which could kind of be like maybe where people get with like the whole, like there's an octopus, like mm-hmm. somebody slips and falls because they're drunk and no one's paying attention. And, you know, you think maybe somebody is fine and you think that they're okay when maybe they're not. And, you know, they slip and fall and drown really easily because, yeah. you know, you're it happens really easy. Yeah. yeah in that situation. Um, but I've kind of heard a similar story um, in Call Lake. Okay. Which is like right outside Ponca City. It's okay. like a small, it's almost like a city lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend told me that she was driving with her parents. Like she was a young girl and they were driving home, like, kind of over the bridge. I guess there's a bridge. I haven't actually been out there. Um, and there's, like, 20 or 30 cars pulled over on the side of the road. And so her parents were like, well, what's going on? Like, we're going to stop, too. Yeah. And they got out, and there was this thing moving in the water. Oh, wow. And apparently it was, she described it as serpentine. So, like, she's like, she's like it was the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. <laughs> And she said it, like, slithered, you know, moving up and down, kind of like a dolphin, but, like, multiple rings. Yeah. It's like a serpent. And that it it was making a wake the size of a small boat because it was going against the current. And, you know, like, 20 or 30 people, you know, were also witnessing this. Wow. And I couldn't find any sort of, like, recorded documentation of this Mm -hmm. day or this thing that happened. Um, And so I'm wondering if nobody just really talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because she told me, well, she's like, oh yeah, the divers don't even go in that lake. And so wow. I'm like, well, what? And so I looked it up and she's right. Like divers don't want to go in that lake because they have some of the largest catfish in the entire state. And most of the record catfish in Oklahoma have come from Call Lake. That is 
terrifying to think of a catfish so big that it prevents someone from wanting to dive in a lake. Yeah, so they won't even search for, like, remains. Yeah. Because they're afraid that they're going to get attacked by these, like, car... Monster catfish. Which kind of makes me think about the octopus, too. Mm -hmm. Like, is it possible that maybe we just have some, like, freakishly large catfish and Thunderbird? Yeah. Because... I think they're like reptiles where like as long as they have an unlimited food supply, they Mm -hmm. won't stop growing. Right. Which, I mean, if you're feeding it, Mm -hmm. it's going to grow. And Man, that is really interesting to think about. I think that could definitely be a very valid theory. Like, wow, because I'm I'm sure that that could make like the kind of um, the kind of uh, ripples on the surface that like people see and like, oh, man, that's crazy. Wow. You ever caught you big catfish? I have not. <laughs> I have not. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever. I I've been, I went I went fishing when I was a wee child um, in my grandparents' pond and didn't catch anything besides like little tiny fish. Oh, but it was still fun. But um, but I also felt bad for the fish. Like I I wanted to throw them back and like I was not about the worms on the hook and like oh uh, yeah that's true. I was just not I I'm not I'm not. I'm not of the great alfresco. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not. That's fine. Which I is a line that I stole from Fraser. So (laughs) yeah, recognize. Yeah, Fraser recognize Fraser. Yeah, it's my favorite show of all time. It's my favorite. It is so my favorite. And I saw you had posted something on Instagram about um, Dad. My Chihuly is not a trash can. And I was like, Oh my god, I relate to this so hardcore. (laughs) Like, um, yeah, Frasier's so great. Y'all should go watch it right now. You should. It's if so you great. do nothing else with your lives, listen to this podcast and watch Frasier. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For real. You will be cultured. Yes. <laughs> cultured. For real. Yes. Uh, my friend is starting this, like, it's not really my friend, it's my coworker. She's starting an MLM, basically, mm-hmm. which is, like, red flags for me, but whatever. Yeah. And... She was calling, like, it's touring wines or whatever, or traveling okay. vineyards. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm just singing, all hail Corkmaster, the master of the cork. He knows which wine goes with fish or pork. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Replace I, your intro music with that. Yes. <laughs> totally should. <laughs> Oh, man. Now I'm going to go home and watch Frasier. Oh, my gosh. Same. I'm going to watch Frasier as soon as we're done. <laughs> uh, there's no really spooky episodes of Frasier, except for the one where they're in their old house and they find the skull. Yeah. That yeah. One's, that one's a little spooky. It is. Yeah, it is a little bit. I say they don't, they don't really get into that. Yeah. Um. Okay, where am I? Oh, the little people. That's yes. why I'm next. Yes. We're going to go little and to big. I like it. <laughs> right. I like it. So um, this story comes from a friend of mine who is um, from the Osage tribe. So shout mm. out to Alexis. Thank you for contributing. Yes. Thank you. Um, and she was telling me that a lot of Native Americans in Oklahoma have a belief of some sort of little people. I have vaguely heard of this. Yeah. And so she said that, like, they're not dwarves. They're not fairies. And she made that, like, very clear. Okay. Is that, like, they're very distinct from, like, the Irish idea of fairies. Mm-hmm. She's like, they are little people. Like, they're mm-hmm. just humans, but miniature. Okay. And she said that, like, in general, they live in the forest. They live in the trees. But they generally like to settle around, like, human encampments. Okay. Um, because they're they're pretty mischievous. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like to kind of, like, 
get up to no good. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of going back to like the skinwalker thing. She told me that like in her tribe that they don't say the name. Okay. Of the little people, because if you do, it will attract them to you. Okay. And the big thing about them is that they have the potential to steal your soul. Oh, wow. So she would not tell me the name. Mm-hmm. Um, she decided, she was like, well, there there might be a loophole where I could write it down, but I don't really know. And it's like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say it and butcher the pronunciation anyway. So yeah. we're just going to, like, leave it at that. Um, but she said that basically... It's really common um, to have, you know, dances and, and powwows mm-hmm. and things. And that it's common practice that you don't ever leave your clothes outside of your, like, if people are camping, you know, you might hang up your clothes to dry or mm-hmm. something or air out. But she said, like, you don't do that because the little people can come and steal your clothes. Okay. And if they steal your clothes, then they can steal your identity and steal your soul. Oh, gosh. That's like scary yeah and so they'll yeah. like ass- like take your soul and i guess like i don't know she didn't really elaborate beyond that but she said that they're also kind of responsible for children going missing really um and that this happens at dances that children go missing and they attribute it sometimes or have in the past not to you know mm. make a blanket statement or yeah. anything um to the little people yeah coming and taking children wow so Man. they sound kind of malicious yeah yeah not like a not and i know that fairies are kind of um mischievous Mm -hmm. and or mischievous i'm saying that wrong um but i've heard it both ways yeah yeah (laughs) me too (laughs) um but i don't know if i've i'm trying to think i think there's an episode of lore where Mm -hmm. that's about the woman who her husband thinks the fairies have taken over her yeah. body and i mean they are they murder her basically yeah. and um so that kind of it's scary i've i've heard some stories of fairies being like malicious mm-hmm. um but it's more like if you wrong them first right kind of a thing yeah so like you're always supposed to respect the fair folk mm-hmm. you know and only call them the fair folk because mm-hmm. if you call them anything else they might get pissed off okay yeah <laughs> sorry fair folk <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah well i mean are they gonna that i was about to be really derogatory to the fair folk and make a joke about hopping on a rainbow but just kidding (laughs) not gonna do it yeah (laughs) oh my gosh um so yeah the little people like it's interesting especially like thinking about all these plains indians having Mm -hmm. you know stories about these little people yeah and I don't, I feel wrong calling them a cryptid, mm-hmm. in all honesty, because anything humanoid to me doesn't feel like a cryptid. Right. It's just, maybe we need an extra subcategory. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, wow. They're kind of, it's interesting to, for them to be so scary and be so small. And like, did, did you get a definition of like how big? No. Okay. She wasn't really specific. Okay. So. Um, I saw some pictures where, mm-hmm. like, they look maybe, like, ankle height. Okay. Um, or shin height, yeah. really. Yeah. Which makes me think of, like, Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. Like, yeah. those, because they are little tiny people. Yeah, They're just exactly. proportioned the same, and um, and they can be pretty scary, so. Yeah, I mean, they. Yeah. That's true. That's very mm-hmm. true. Hmm. 
interesting food for thought. Yeah. Especially, like, if you think about they could be there and we would never see them. We would never right. know. Right. Kind of like a, I'm going to go Harry Potter again, yeah. but like a bull truckle. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, but, I mean, obviously those are more animalistic. but Yeah. Or insectoid. Yeah. I don't know. But. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's accurate. <laughs> um. Okay. So now we're going big. Now we're going big. We're going to go real big. Okay. We're going to go the biggest there is. Yes. Big foot. Hell yes. I love Bigfoot. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Deep in my soul. Bigfoot is great. (laughs) I I am definitely a Bigfoot fan. Yeah. And like, I know you kind of talked about this a little bit before, but like Bigfoot, when people think about Bigfoot, they think about like Oregon and Mm -hmm. Washington and like. British Columbia and, you know, like the, yeah. that whole Pacific Northwest thing. But people don't really think about Bigfoot outside of that area, mm-hmm. even though there's documented sightings in nearly every single United State. Yes. Including Hawaii. Really? Yeah. I did not know that about Hawaii. Yeah. There's like. That's wild. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is interesting. Like, mm-hmm. how they get there? You know? Yeah. But. Um, Oklahoma is actually kind of a hot spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of these fin- like Bigfoot things that we, we think about with Bigfoot really didn't start getting called Bigfoot until about the sixties and seventies before they just called it the hairy man, mm-hmm. um, which like is more common if you kind of look backwards, you know, a lot of cultures call them hairy men. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the Yeti is like a hairy man. Yeah. And, um, I think in Indonesia they call him Orang Pendek. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like small man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like part of this makes me think like these could just sightings, you know, that like settlers are saying like, oh, we're encountering this thing is things that like indigenous populations have already known that we're mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And because like these legends of Bigfoot creatures um, date back, you know, thousands of years, like there's petroglyphs mm-hmm. with, bigfoot depictions on them um and so like there's all these regional varieties and the ones that i found in oklahoma specifically and i'm probably gonna say these wrong i'm gonna try um <laughs> chickasha has the tlofa or the lofa okay um and then the choctaw call it champe and then i believe it's the seminole who refer to it as the sti kapkaki um, which means the stone men or, okay. and then there's also words of like stick Indians, which are a little bit different. Um, but basically the um, stikapkaki, again, sorry if I'm saying that really wrong, um, is described as a human being, but immense stature, 10 feet or more in height and covered with gray hair. He customarily carries a great wooden club made from a branch broken from a tree. The tall man is reported to have a penetrating odor like the smell of a stagnant, muddy pond. Mm. And this actually comes from a book called Oklahoma Seminoles, Medicine, Magic, and Religion by James Howard and Willie Lena, published in 1984. Okay. Um, so this is like actual documented, you know, lore mm-hmm. of these cultures. Yeah. Uh, which is super interesting. Um, so... Now that we've kind of established that yeah. people have been talking about Bigfoot, um, the thing that we have to do next is go, what is Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's kind of the natural side of Bigfoot, um, and then there's the paranormal side of Bigfoot. 
Um, so those who are kind of in team paranormal believe that Bigfoot has a wide range of capabilities. Um, some believe that he has the ability to cloak himself or turn invisible. Um, the ability to communicate telepathically. Uh, move through portals and dimensions, which is something that seems to be coming up more and more in the kind of like paranormal sphere and that they're aliens. Okay. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah. But... So like they're di- disappearing off into the woods okay. and we've only found tracks and mm-hmm. like, so people think that, well, maybe Bigfoot is beaming up. Right. Or yeah. disappearing through a portal. And okay. that's why we've never found like okay. bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, Am I close enough? Yes. Oh yeah. You're, you're good. <laughs> okay. Um, so that like, it's interesting to think about, Mm -hmm. um, because normally with cryptids, we kind of think about them as being like spooky animal, you know, like it's paranormal, but it's not like otherworldly or ghostly or, um, that kind of extraterrestrial or anything. And so it's Mm -hmm. interesting to think that like you could kind of combine Bigfoot with that. Right. Um, And then, like, if you go Team Natural, there's two kind of camps. Um, There's one where people believe that Bigfoot is kind of like a relict of the past, um, such as, like, a leftover hominid, or um, some people even think it's, like, Gigantopithecus, Mm -hmm. um, which is a common thing. Um, Others are kind of, like, really firm in Bigfoot's existence as a species or many species of ape. Um, I'm a big fan of this theory. I have... Lots of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, personally, I wouldn't discount the former. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think Bigfoot is? Gosh, I I definitely, like, the more I look into it, the more I think there is something going on. And um, I really like the paranormal yeah. aspect. Like, especially the idea that Bigfoot is something that you see when you've seen, when you've had trauma. Yeah. And that it's this thing that helps you forget about what is bothering you so you huh. can focus on hunting for this creature instead. Um, Interesting. I think that's a really fascinating um, take on it. I would love to have a Bigfoot experience, like see something or hear something. Yeah. Um, that would be like a shining star moment in my life like i would i i would be so excited let's go camping yes let's do it let's do it i know where to go oh my gosh i'm totally we're going okay okay Okay. so okay so the reason i ask is like so bigfoot sightings tend to like fall into ape-like behavior in oklahoma Mm -hmm. um and you've talked about this before with honubi yes (laughs) i'm getting better at pronouncing it yeah and like I want to talk to you about the Bigfoot Festival, but okay. like off mic because okay. I have very, very strong and different opinions. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just FYI. But, okay, um, like so, most people think that like Bigfoot sightings are going to be like in the woods and like really mm-hmm. deep, you know, southern Oklahoma, yeah, where it's, like great places to hide. Um, but what I found is that there's actually a surprising amount of people reporting these either in central Oklahoma, which is grass. Um, or even down in southwestern Oklahoma in the Wichita Mountains. Okay. Which I think is super cool. That is because cool. That's a very different at, kind of, yeah, yeah. Like regional differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just in, you know, the tales around them. Because 
they act similar, but their appearance is different. Yeah. Which I think is super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So this one comes from two. This is a sighting that I took from BFRO. Love. I have looked at those sightings before. (laughs) Those are so interesting. No, And this one comes from 2010. Okay. And this is a young man who was out on a church outing, you know, with a group. And he kind of like went up ahead of the group. And he noticed two tall figures up on the trailhead. And so he thought that they were just, like, joggers. And so he went up to go, like, talk to them, you know, say, hey, what are you doing? And when he went to talk to them, they didn't answer. And so he thought maybe they didn't hear them. And so he, like, went up closer and he realized that they were super tall and they were covered in white hair. Oh, wow. And, like, that they were dirty. So, like, they had, like, dirt spots on them. Like, he got that close to see, Mm -hmm. you know, that it was not you know, just different colored hair, just like literal dirt. Um, And he says that they were, quote, so tall that the trees covered their faces, end quote. So that's tall. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the trees in the Wichita's are pretty short and scrubby, but Mm -hmm. that's at least probably five or six feet tall for something to just be standing there. Yeah. Which, and that's being on the lower end, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so he was like super freaked out and he ran away and he didn't tell anyone in his camp, but he went home and told his grandmother. And his grandmother, like, grew up in the area and told him that she had a really similar experience in the same area when she was a little girl. Wow. And that's super awesome. Yeah. Like, that's she, pretty cool. Yeah. And so, like, is there a family, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 And How like, long have they been there? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's another sighting that comes from, like, a few years before um that's in the kind of the same area and i'm guessing that this is kind of like more the medicine park area okay um because it was talking about driving out or or even like there's a lot of private land to the north of the wichita's mm-hmm. um where people own basically like parts of the mountains okay um and they have since before it was a, a wildlife refuge so they've been able to keep those parts okay um and since it's not public land people don't really go out there um But he went to his friend's house and she was talking about she kept seeing something in her tree and wanted him to go check it out with her because she thought maybe like something was caught in the tree because she kept seeing these like flashes of white. Mm -hmm. Um, So they decided to go out and look because he was going to help her get it out of the tree, basically. And when they got there, they realized that it was basically an animal and that like this big, huge animal was sitting on the branch of the tree and that it looked vaguely ape-like and had, you know, broad shoulders, Mm -hmm. a, you know, round head, not much neck and like long legs that were dangling from this branch it was sitting on. And they kind of looked at it in shock and the thing kind of started rocking back and forth like it was going to jump down. And so they said, nope. And like, (laughs) (laughs) nope down in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, Oh yeah, that, I think that would be terrifying to see. Right? It would it would be kind of like you were talking about the experience you had earlier, like that you would be afraid. And yeah. I think that that would be an instance where I would definitely be afraid. Oh yeah, I think even yeah. like even if it's something totally natural, like yeah, you know, a, an ape, like mm-hmm. it's still scary to see a oh, yeah. big animal where you're yeah. not expecting a big animal to be right. right. And that's like especially one that could do damage to you. Yes. I mean, it can throw things, it can hit you, it can run. I mean, yeah. they can cause bodily harm. Yeah. Whether they want to or not, it's a different question. But right. I think it's natural for humans to be like, oh, shit, I can die. <laughs> yeah, I think I think, I think definitely, like, if, if your common sense glands are intact, I think that that kind of 
happens for you when you see a large animal. Yeah, you're not going to be like, hold my beer. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Go punch it like that guy with the kangaroo. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, no, you won't do that. No, no. And then, like, there was another one that was, like, near Jay, um, which I'm not exactly sure where that is. Sorry, Oklahoma, I'm failing you. Um, but they saw another white one, like, walking through a cemetery. That's so interesting. Like, the the color, like, yeah. differences and stuff like that. Yeah, because I was thinking about, like, well, if it's, like, the Wichita's, like, they're all these granite yeah. you know, limestone mountains. So, mm-hmm. like, the white kind of makes sense. It would right. blend in. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. Versus something dark brown in the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Or, you know, we're talking about the skinwalkers coming up from mm-hmm. different areas. Like, if these things have moved from somewhere else. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, kind of interesting. That makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know. Um, the other one that always, like, really sticks with me, Bigfoot sighting-wise, is one that happened in, I think it was 2002, and it was outside, I want to say Concho, Oklahoma. Oh, yes. Have you heard about this one? A little bit. The Casino Bigfoot? Yes. Like roulette bigfoot yeah (laughs) (laughs) like this casino had video cameras you have security cameras pointing out back um towards like their i guess it was their grease trap i -hmm. thought it was a dumpster but apparently i'm wrong um i thought it was a dumpster too yeah apparently it's a grease trap which sounds gross yeah (laughs) but i can see how an animal would be like ooh, yeah it smells yeah edible like food yeah um so they caught this animal on their cameras that was apparently using the magic of math um, and doing that stuff. Um, they figured out that it was about like seven to eight feet tall because mm-hmm. they had like a good reference point for like a, a street light and then like a mm-hmm. tree and like the dumpster to be able to like measure this thing. Yeah. And so it must have weighed, you know, like hundreds of pounds, like mm-hmm. big old boy. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... Like, so they caught this on footage, and they never released the footage. They wouldn't say for a really long time, like, where this happened. Like, I heard about this story years ago, and I just now found the town name attached to it. Okay. So, kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. Which, I mean, it kind of goes, like, the whole story of, like, what do you have to lose? You know, why are you being secretive? Do people think you're crazy? Mm -hmm. But this is, like, an organization that filmed it. Um, Not a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's a wild story. Yeah. Oh. Maybe they're worried about people just like flooding the casino. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think actually, um, part of it, what I heard when I heard Jim Whitehead speak was yeah. he said there was, um, when it very first happened, a lot of people came out there to hunt it. Oh, And so they right. were like, we do not want people with guns right here next to the casino right. trying to shoot at things that are human shaped. And yeah. like that kind of, um, that was kind of one of the reasons that they were. That makes of, sense. That mm-hmm. definitely makes sense because people are a little trigger happy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, like, I mean, there's definitely, like, the, the team kill for, you know, right Bigfoot. Um, and then there's just people who are, like, trophy hunters, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point. I hadn't really thought about. That just came to me. Like, I just remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, that would make, that would definitely make sense. Especially for, like, a small area, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Because um, who knows what people are coming around and, you know. Right. Um. 
Yeah, I'd like to maybe like in a few years they'll like finally release it or something. Yeah. Oh, I wish. Oh, that would be awesome. Pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-order that. Uh, okay. Can I get on my high horse about Bigfoot? Yes. Though, and about why I think Bigfoot's really important. Okay. Of course. Okay. So I think Bigfoot is really important because in my essay, I will. <laughs> um, because I really think that it could change like the scientific community and like the anthropologic community as a whole. Um, and, and really just kind of like life as we, we know it could change mm-hmm. with the, the realization of Bigfoot in a way that it wouldn't with um, the revelation of anything other than like aliens. And this is, this is taking into context that Bigfoot is an ape. Yeah. Like for the sense of this argument, it's not saying that he is or he, she, it. Bigfoot mm-hmm. is allowed to be whatever he wants to be on the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and saying, you know, okay, we've got an animal living in the woods. Like if mm-hmm. this is a real animal, um, it could really alter how we perceive the evolution of hominids and humans. Oh yeah. For sure. Because, like, this could be a major shift in kind of, like, our evolutionary paradigm. You know, especially if this thing turns out to be, like, high intelligence that it resembles yeah. human level or even, like, is human level. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if it's an ape. Like, this is an intelligent creature that lives out in the middle of the woods that we haven't even realized was there. Yeah. Uh, or we have and we've just been ignoring it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, the second big thing for me is conservation. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but, like, have you heard about, like, the tawny owl, I think it was, in Oregon? I don't think so. There was, like, this little teeny tiny baby owl, like, the cutest owl ever, that lived in these trees, these specific trees in this specific area of either Oregon or Washington that was about to be, like, just plowed down for logging Mm -hmm. and so a bunch of conservation groups came together and said like hey if you do this like this animal the species is going to die and they were able to pretty much permanently stop deforestation in that area due to conserving that habitat that's awesome so imagine if you suddenly find out that an animal like a gorilla like the size Mm -hmm. of a gorilla or bigger needs all of this habitat to survive and thrive and keep its population going, we're going to have to, like, really, really conserve areas mm-hmm. of habitat that are, would otherwise maybe be taken over by development or logging, which, you know, in Oklahoma, again, you don't really think about logging. There's a lot of but it, there's though. there's a lot of it. Like, yeah. the Washita Mountains are big, thick, wooded areas. Mm-hmm. And, like, Oklahoma is really rich in all these natural resources and if we start you know kind of taking them all away and then replanting with like a single species of tree we're destroying an ecosystem even if we're Mm -hmm. growing the you know the trees back that little thing could change the you know the future of this big species yeah um so that's my that's my hippie trope okay (laughs) i like it and then my other is like a little bit about like the scientific community um, can be, I say this with all the love in my heart for science and everything that it has added to our world and everything that we can, you know, thank science for mm-hmm. and the scientific process for, but it can be, um, uppity, you know, yeah. like good old boys club, mm-hmm. you know, if you are not privy to that world, 
you don't get to share in those processes and in those discoveries. It's just like uh, when Jane Goodall started out. Exactly, exactly. Like, she was so shunned, and they were just like, you are ridiculous. You have named these creatures. Like, this is not okay. Your research is nothing. Exactly. Or even, like, Marie Curie, like, Mm -hmm. you know, having to use a man's name to get things published. Right. And now, like, if you're not affiliated with, you know, a major, you know, research institution or university, you don't get to have your things peer-reviewed. Right. And that's what people want to prove, you know, that something exists. Is mm-hmm. They want hard evidence. They want a body. They want peer-reviewed science. And if Bigfoot is discovered, the scientific community is going to have to realize that citizen science is doing a major part of the footwork for them. Yeah. And- I had not thought about that, but that's a really, really good point. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, we're going to have to you know, realize that people can be ridiculously interested in something and love it and train themselves in the proper way to do something, to conserve something. And then it opens up a whole new mess of, Mm -hmm. well, what else in the scientific community are we ignoring because it doesn't fit into that box of research, you know? Like, again, like extraterrestrials, ghosts, you know? Mm -hmm auras you know all of yeah. these things that might yeah. be there oh that's so interesting <laughs> i love that that's great so now we gotta like put our thinking caps on right yeah um but this is where i get a little conspiracy theory is that i think people like bill nye and mm-hmm. neil degrasse tyson are basically propaganda machines of popular mm-hmm. science yeah they're there to kind of tell you what science wants you to know mm-hmm and push the agenda of we have all these answers in this particular way. Don't waste your time questioning. Don't waste your time investigating. Yeah, and I, I think, think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And not that they're bad people. Right. Um, or that there's like some big high conspiracy theory mm-hmm. um, out there. But, you know, there's there's so much to be said for digging into something. And, and questioning. Like, go walk out in the woods and see what you find. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But... That's just me. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that for sure. Uh, okay. So now that I've given you my um, Bigfoot evangelism. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and I get into I get into this over like lunch with people and they're like, why am I friends with you? <laughs> That's awesome. And this is why we're friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That's and amazing. Like, He's so have you ever had a Bigfoot experience? I have. Oh my gosh. Do you want to share it? I would love to. Yes. Okay. So it's not as like exciting as people think it is. And I'm going to preface this for why I didn't actually consider this a Bigfoot sighting when mm-hmm. it happened. Um, so I grew up with night terrors. And part of my night terrors is that sometimes when I wake up, I will visually hallucinate what it is I'm dreaming or even sometimes different things that are like super spooky and scary. And it was terrible as a child Mm -hmm. until I realized like, oh, hey, these things are just your brain and your brain is kind of like wigging out for a second. Um, Like basically whenever you turn the TV off and you can still kind of see the image. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Okay. And so even as an adult, this happens from time to time and I've gotten really used to it and I just shrug it off because normally it's just like, it's a shadow that moves, you know, that kind of thing that's like, Mm -hmm. um, or the shadow of something looks like something else. Um, so kind of used to that. So with that context, 
Um, my husband and I are pretty avid campers and hikers. Um, I have spent countless nights out in the woods. Uh, we sleep in hammocks, so we don't do tents because to me, a tent is just like it's shrink wrap for a bear, like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, or a murder or something. Like right. I want to see what's going on around me. I yeah. like you know the feel of the wind, you know, mm-hmm. and the light of the moon, and all that yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, so we sleep in hammocks. And we had been out at Robbers Cave, um, which is an area southeast Oklahoma, if you're not familiar, um, that kind of is notorious for some weird stuff. Um, But, I mean, I've been there a lot, didn't ever have any issues. Um, And we actually found, like, a really secluded um, campsite that is away from, like, all of the people and all of these things. And it was really nice. Um, It was just us two. And in the middle of the night, I woke up because I had to pee. Um, as you do. Yeah. And so I kind of like got up, you know, shuffled off to the woods about 10 feet away. And I kind of like heard something rustling behind me. And so I was like, uh, it's a mouse. Cause like, that's what happens when you're in the woods is sounds become echoed so much louder, mm-hmm. especially in the middle of the night. And I remember looking over to my right and about 30 feet away from me was this like big, tall man shape thing in the woods wow and like the moon was reflecting off of the eyes like you know they do with animals and i just kind of like looked at it and it looked at me and i went "Eh." (laughs) 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 turned around got back in my hammock went back to sleep because i was like oh my brain is doing the weird thing where it thinks a shadow is something else yeah and so i just like completely shrugged it off i didn't even mention it to my husband Mm -hmm. because i was like like it was nothing like it yeah. was it was yeah. a dream i was half asleep i wasn't even paying attention to what was going this on this happened so many times before like that kind of yeah yeah and what made me think that it was bigfoot was that a few months later we went camping again with his mom his youngest sister and his youngest brother and we went to talamina drive okay um which is the winding stair mountains mm-hmm. um which is like where true grit took place okay um so again like Stuff goes down there. Yeah. And when we got there, it was us. And then, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, you know the guy in the recreation of, like, the murder stories from the 90s that, like, is always the same guy who looks really creepy, vaguely serial killery. He's wearing, like, lots of denim and windbreakers. Yeah. That guy was there. (laughs) And... He just, he was weird. He was by yeah. himself. He was wearing, like, a hat from, like, Bible camp in, like, 1990. And we're mm-hmm. like, you're weird. I don't like you. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, I'm going to keep an eye on this dude because, you know, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. And, again, we kind of set up in our little camp area. And Adam and I were in hammocks. Actually, I think everyone, everyone was in a hammock. Yeah. Um, we converted them. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend hammock camping. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and... All night, Adam and I were just on edge. We mm-hmm. felt like something was not right. Um, we couldn't really sleep until probably around four or five in the morning. Um, finally dozed off. And I know that we were basically like sleeping in shifts because we just we just felt like something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next morning we get up and we kind of didn't say anything to anyone. But everybody was like, you could tell people didn't sleep very well. Like they were grouchy mm-hmm. and just moving slow and... We had planned to hike that day and stay another night, 
Uh, but Adam's mom came to me and she was like, hey, I think we're actually going to go home. Like we didn't sleep well. We're not really feeling up to it. Um, you know, maybe maybe some other time. Like, you know, that's fine. Cool. Go home. We're going to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to stay. And as soon as dark came, it just that feeling of heaviness settled and the feeling that something was watching us. And like I said, I've been out in the woods a lot. Um, and I've only had that happen a couple times. Both times that it's happened, I've been able to know, like, figure out what it is that's watching me. Mm-hmm. And usually it's like a raccoon. Yeah. Um, once it's been a bear, it was a little bear and it yeah. was scared, but like, it's okay. Um, and the warning sign of the woods is when you don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Because if animals are making noise, the wind is blowing, insects are chirp chirping away, you know, everything's good. That's what the forest does. But when it gets dead quiet, that is a sign that there's a predator. Oh, my gosh. That just, like, gave me goosebumps. <laughs> wow. And so we're sitting there. We're talking. We're eating dinner over fire. And all of a sudden, it just goes dead quiet. And we're like, do you hear that? No. Do you hear that? No. And so we threw everything in the car as fast as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. Poured water on the fire. You know, we we booked it out of there in about probably 15 minutes, like, tore everything down, put everything up. Like we were out Mm -hmm. and we pull out of the campsite and a mountain lion runs right in front of our car. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, ah, mountain lion. Yeah. So my thought is like, oh, it was a mountain lion watching us. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about that, but why would the mountain lion run away? Why Mm -hmm. would the mountain lion run towards the car? Mm -hmm. The mountain lion was running away. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's the mountain lion running from? Yeah. Right. So I think about a year after this, we hadn't really talked about it. And we were sitting around talking about Bigfoot, as we do. Yeah. And we're talking with Adam's little sister. And she was like, oh, I think I saw Bigfoot. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. Like, okay. But really, where did you see Bigfoot? I need to know all the details right now. Yeah. And she goes, well, you remember when we went camping in the Winding Stair Mountains? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. She goes, well, I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked over and there was this like, big man shape like come like from the side of the road that like so we were facing where the guy had been camping and Mm -hmm. she was looking the opposite direction towards more of like the road area Mm -hmm. she's like yeah there's this big tall man shape about 30 feet off in the woods just looking at me and she's like that's why we left it's because i told mom and she was like we are not staying we are leaving yeah and she didn't want to freak us out and so then that's when i was like I totally saw something similar, like, 50 miles away. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's Bigfoot. It is. It is for sure <laughs> it is big. totally Bigfoot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's amazing. And that was only my first Bigfoot sighting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So the reason I bring up the Wichita's mm-hmm. is because I think I saw Bigfoot in the Wichita's. Mm-hmm. Um, we were driving towards mirrors so like if you're okay. familiar with that area there's like this big windy road mm-hmm. and it passes this little mountain hill that like i don't know what people call it we call it nipple mountain yeah because <laughs> <laughs> we're adults yeah <laughs> and i look up and i see this thing and it kind of looks like a bleached log mm-hmm. at first and then it swung up and disappeared and it was vaguely like animal shaped and okay. I was like, what was that? Mm-hmm. And 
like Adam was like, oh, I didn't see it, but his little brother was in the back seat and he was like, I don't know what that was. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I saw it too. So we're like, turn around, turn around, like, go see. We don't see anything. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, maybe it was just a trick of the eye. Maybe it was just like a bleach log, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided to actually go back and investigate it ourselves like the next week. There was no bleach log. There was no big rocks. There was nothing that could have resembled this shape. So we're like, what was that? And if you, like, my thought was, well, okay, it could have, like, tumbled down, but, like, there was nothing vaguely that shape around, and, like, what I saw moved upwards. It didn't mm-hmm. move down. Right. And to top it off, like, we stopped at the Parallel Forest. I don't know if you're familiar. Yes. 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 That place is so spooky. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Oh. But we were just taking pictures um, mm. and just taking pictures around, and I'm going to have to find these pictures and send them to you. Yes. I still have them. Oh, my gosh. But yes. there is, I'm moving across the grass, like, in a mm. panorama, and there's this white shape that you can see over the grass. And then it's gone. And then in another picture, it's in the road. And in another picture, it's, like, up on the mountain. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And oh, wow. it's, like, it's huge. It's, like, mm. you can see it in the pictures and it's like really blurry so you can't really tell what it is but it's definitely bigger than a mountain lion like Mm -hmm. mountain lions are not big animals right um like that guy strangled one with his bare hands Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um they're not huge yeah so i mean they're big and they're powerful but like they're not as big as this thing was Mm -hmm. and i did not hear anything like it was quiet Mm -hmm. um and i actually sent these pictures to the bfro and, like, sent them my account and everything. And they kind of did a follow-up investigation. But they decided not to, report, like, put the report on the website. Um, because they said that they needed, like, somebody else to be able to go out to the area and do a mm-hmm. follow-up investigation. And that they hadn't, like, they didn't have the resources or the time. Okay. Um, so my hope is that maybe once that happens, that maybe we can kind of, like, connect again and yeah. talk about it. Because that was, a, like, that was a, yeah. like, full day of something that I didn't even see until I looked back at pictures, which oh, was wow. crazy to me. That is crazy. But. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing those stories. That is so badass. Like, that's so cool. I'm so happy to be able to, like, talk to somebody who's not like, you just saw a car. Yeah. <laughs> you just saw a car. Or a caribou or, you know, yeah. something. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Most people, I don't tell them, like, that I've seen Bigfoot, you know, mm-hmm. because... Right. People well, just, yeah, be, like, the way people react. Because if you're like, I've seen a ghost, people are like, oh, yeah, like, you definitely saw a ghost. Right. Like, that's the thing. But yeah. if you're like, I saw Bigfoot, they're like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, no, that's one step too far. <laughs> and I'm like, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I want to believe. The truth is out there. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you so much. This has been well, so thank much you for fun. Having me. This is oh really, my gosh. Really fun. Yes, we have got to do it again. Yes, like, definitely. For sure. I will I need to like do some digging. Yes. And oh, we can definitely do this again. This has been so fun. It has. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug, like um projects or Um, yeah. So I and my husband, my husband and I are thinking that we're gonna start a podcast later this year of our yes. own. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about these curio topics, um, kind of like how I talked with Bigfoot about, like, mm-hmm. why should we take these things seriously? We're going to talk about alternate history. 
Heck yes. And like those little moments in time that have changed the course of the world as we know it, or the moments in time that we've never actually acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, or like what would happen if things were different? Um, so be on the lookout for Spirits of Discovery. I am so excited <laughs> for this. I am so excited for this. Yes. Uh, coming probably later this summer. Yeah. And then um, I guess I'll plug my Twitter. Go for know. it. Yeah. It's like, it's, if you want to just like read me attempting to be funny, you can join the 23 other people that think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and follow Ice Bitch Cometh on I Twitter. I love it. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, I guess. It's just Heliot, two L's, two T's, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow my dogs. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, because like, they're my life. So at Freya, F-R-E-Y-J-A, pup. That's awesome. Um, so I'm going to have to follow her because anything. I don't I don't think I follow her. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Because, like, I'm not a celebrity. My dogs are celebrities. Right. Yeah. Yes. I completely get that. Yeah. So um, I guess I don't have too much else. There's a Facebook group now. And follow us on Instagram at Irioki. Facebook is the same. And if you have some experience like what we talked about tonight, feel free to email me at um, iriokipodcast at gmail.com. But I think that that's just about everything. Yeah. So, bye. Stay spooky. Yes. (laughs)